Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You're listening to the first and only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Hear from independent pharmacy owners, leading entrepreneurs, political strategists, healthcare technology trends, career coaching, interviews about our pharmacy industry, and more. Be sure to subscribe to the show via iTunes and leave us a voice comment from our contact section on the website. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. Hi, this is Aaron Moore. I'm a pharmacist attorney with the law firm of Beckman, Martyr, and Atkins, and I am a board of directors member of the American Society for Pharmacy Law, and you are listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your co-host for 2016, focused on your pharmacy career development, Aaron Albert. More on me over at my website, AaronAlbert.com, or let's connect on Twitter, where I'm at Aaron L. Albert. Tonight, we are going to focus on the combination of both pharmacy and law as professional backgrounds by introducing you to the American Society for Pharmacy Law. And with that, I wanted to bring on a colleague of mine. We both serve as board of directors on the American Society for Pharmacy Law board this year, Mr. Aaron Moore. And I will introduce you, Aaron. Thank you for being part of the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks for having me. And hello, everybody. I'm excited to be here. So, Aaron, I want to start with the question that I start with all of our guests here at the Pharmacy Podcast. Tell us about your background and where or how you got to where you are today. Sure. Well, I'm a, I'm a pharmacist attorney, and I guess my career path started off when I was a, a young kid. My my father was a pharmacist. We grew up in West Virginia, and he <clears throat> excuse me owned two pharmacies, independent pharmacies. So, pharmacy has always been a a big part of my life since I was a child. And I followed in my father's footsteps and decided to go to pharmacy school. I graduated from pharmacy school from Duquesne University in 2001. I graduated. I worked full time in retail pharmacy for one year, saved up a little bit of money, and then decided to go back to law school. And then I went back to the University of Dayton. And I graduated from the University of Dayton's Law School in 2005. And that's when I started my law career. And I, the first 10 years of my career was focused on defending healthcare providers, such as pharmacists in litigation, pharmaceutical companies. And then in November of this past year, I decided to make a change and to switch sides. And I am now doing plaintiff's work. So I'm doing the same type of litigation that I was doing before, just on the other side. In addition to that, um, I've been fortunate enough to be the professor at the pharmacy law professor at Howard University now for a number of years where I teach pharmacy law. And this past year, I just started doing or teaching the same course at Shenandoah University. So I'm a trial attorney full time and a professor of pharmacy law part time. And at one of my alma maters. So glad to hear you're part of Shenandoah as well. Great cool. So um, just randomly, because I get asked this all the time myself, how did you decide on both pharmacy and law schools? You know, during pharmacy school, I was probably halfway through pharmacy school or 
perhaps toward the end, where I started thinking about other career opportunities. Uh, I loved pharmacy. It was always part of my life. But I knew that it did not fit my personality completely. So I started thinking about ways or other careers that I could um, utilize my pharmacy background, but also open up other doors. And I decided on law. And it's worked out very well for me. So I've been very, very fortunate. Cool. And so let's get into talking about the American Society for Pharmacy Law, because inevitably when students ask about the combination of pharmacy and law, I always bring up the society and you and I are both board members in the interest of full disclosure here. So let's talk about your own involvement with the society. When did you get involved and how did you get to being part of the board today? Well, after I graduated law school, I ran into a gentleman named Ken Baker, uh, who is an ASPL member. He's a pharmacist attorney. I don't remember how I ran into Ken, but I did, and he introduced me to the organization and encouraged me to join, and I did, and I remember attending the the very first meeting, uh, and I ran into People I knew, actually, I ran into my pharmacy law professor named Joe Christoffit from pharmacy school. And then I ran into Frank Palumbo. And I think the three of those individuals kind of took me under their wings within the organization and and got me involved and introduced me to to other members. And I had gradually increased my involvement within the organization. And now, as you mentioned, I'm since 2013, I've been on the board of directors and I also serve as the chair of the communications, member relations and marketing committee. Yeah. And from my understanding, ASPL was founded around the early 1970s. So it's in its, I guess, uh, midlife, so to speak, with 40 two years-ish, I think it's been around. What's the mission of the organization? And just tell us randomly what you get out of being part of the organization beyond the mentoring. Sure. You're right. ASPL was founded two years before I was born. That's hard to believe by Joe Fink. Um, ASPL's mission and purpose, uh, to keep it, I guess, simple, is to educate and further people's knowledge of pharmacy law. It is to communicate accurate legal education, educational information about pharmacy law, and to provide educational opportunities for our members and others who have an interest in pharmacy law. Um, So that's ASPO's mission and purpose uh, in a nutshell. And beyond the mentoring, what aspects do you really get value out of being a member of ASPL personally? Personally, ASPL uh, has always been a unique uh, organization to me because it is a uh, a somewhat smaller organization. So today, ASPL has approximately 450 members comprised of pharmacists, attorneys, pharmacist attorneys, students, pharmacy educators. Um, And it really is an organization to where you get to know people. And I think that's very important. I think ASPL stands out in that regard. Uh, We have our annual meeting every year, for instance. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, here in just a little bit. But 
when you go to the meeting, you know people, uh, and you you have relationships that you've you build with people over the years. And so, to me, it's the the relationships that I've been able to develop with other people. Great. And so, let's get into before we get into the fall meeting because that's really kind of the hallmark event for the organization coming up in November. What are the other benefits for ASPL members? Sure. But we're always trying to build and expand for, on our resources that we have for our members. But we, we have a number. Uh, we have a monthly e-newsletter uh, called the ASPL Pharma Law e-news, which is a monthly electronic bulletin that contains uh, critical information about pharmacy law and other association activities. We have a print newsletter called the, called the RX Ipsa Loquitur which is the official newsletter of ASPL. Uh, it includes coverage of various ASPL-sponsored meetings, events, and other current legal issues. Uh, in addition, we have developed uh, a pharmacy case law compendia, uh, and that was started uh, just recently. It was a huge undertaking by a, a person named Bill Stilling and others who's a past president of ASPL, uh, and each year at our conference, we have a, a case law update uh, that highlights and summarizes key pharmacy case decisions over the past year. And Bill and others summarized within the compendia all of the case law summaries dating back to 1989. So it's been a wonderful resource for our members. We have compiled a list of all of the pharmacy law educators at all of the pharmacy schools around the United States that so we can keep in contact with them. We've also developed various teaching references available for our educators, including various templates on pharmacy law courses. Uh, you were instrumental, uh, Aaron, in just developing, for example, a, a benchmarking survey uh, on, pharma, on pharmacy law and pharmacy law uh, ethics coursework. Uh, we've, uh, our members have created a, what's called a, a getting licensed in 50 state, 50 states booklet, which uh, contains information on how to obtain pharmacy licensure in, in all 50 states. Uh, we have job postings. We have uh, attorney referral information, expert witness referral information. And of course, we have our annual meeting each year. Yeah, lots of benefits to being a member of ASPL, both on the education side for schools of pharmacy and pharmacy lawyers, pharmacy law, but as well, um, we're starting to do some benchmarking across the U.S. to try to start getting more information around pharmacy law and ethics education at schools of pharmacy. So let's get into it. The uh, what is that? The pinnacle, if you will, of the, the fall meeting for uh, ASPL. It's a huge event every year. Last year, we broke records uh, again in having a record number of attendees. Tell us about uh, the 2016 ASPL fall meeting. You're right. It is the pinnacle word uh, of ASPL. We're very, very excited about our, our, our upcoming fall conference. I think it's one of the highlights of ASPL. Uh, this year, our annual meeting will be held, or it's, our annual meetings are held each November. This year, uh, we're going to be in Austin, Texas at the Hilton Austin Hotel in downtown Austin, Texas. So we're very, very excited about that. The meeting will take place from Thursday, uh, November 10th through Sunday, 
November 13th. And our conference is very important to us for a number of reasons. Uh, I think first, as I mentioned earlier, because it allows our members to see each other and to reconnect. And that's always very important. It's wonderful to see everybody. And, and second, uh, we ASPL pro, you know, prides itself on having a very high-level uh, functional event with high-level educational sessions. Um, importantly, we offer uh, continuing education for both pharmacy and for law. And at this year's conference, we will have up to 15 hours of live continuing education credit for our attendees. There's a number of different programs uh, this year. Uh, uh, people can go online and find information about all the sessions that we're having. There'll be concurrent sessions this year. Uh, but just to name a few of the sessions, we'll, uh, we'll have a pharmacy law educators uh, session on Saturday. Uh, we'll have a legislative and regulatory uh, updates. Uh, we'll have, of course, our, our case law update. Um, prescriptive authority and corresponding responsibility are just uh, a few of the topics that will be discussed uh, and presented upon at, uh, at our conference this year. So we're very, very excited about it. Yeah, and the concurrent sessions, from my understanding, this is the first year we're trying to have multiple concurrent sessions so we can reach an even wider variety of topics for our audience. Um, other topics that really I, I found a lot of interest in that are upcoming for this particular conference are on things like 340B, uh, naloxone, long-term care, of course, the DQSA and compounding. And there's even some medical affairs things about off-label marketing and uh, protected free speech. So, just a huge variety of different pharmacy legal topics for attendees. Now, Aaron, do you have to be a member of ASPL to attend the annual fall meeting? No, no, absolutely not. And in fact, we, we encourage uh, uh, people to attend who are not members and to come and get to know the organization and to take advantage of the the uh, the programs that we're going to take uh, that are going to take place at the meeting. Um, so no, you do not have to be a member and we encourage, uh, everyone to attend that has any type of an interest in, in pharmacy law. And so where can listeners learn more about ASPL and the fall meeting? Well, they can log on to ASPL's website at www.aspl.org. Uh, they can register for the, uh, meeting, uh, there online. They can certainly, they're more than welcome to contact me directly, and I'm sure you as well, to get additional information. Or they could even call, uh, call us at uh, 217-529-6948. Perfect. And I, I do remember my own first attendance of the ASPL conference several years ago now when I was also taking on the pharmacy law coursework a little bit earlier than I had suspected at Butler University. And I remember the, the subcommittee uh, or the pharmacy law educators event where they were all super encouraging and gave me, you know, candid advice on how to manage that. So um, with that, Aaron Moore, what's your best advice for, you know, I get asked this all the time, I'm sure you do too, as a pharmacy law educator. For those pharmacists or pharmacy students who are thinking about law school, what's your advice there? 
I, I do get asked that question all the time, as I'm sure you do as well. And I think like anything in life, it's a big decision if you're going to make such a career change. And the best thing that you can do is to gather as much information uh, as you possibly can to, to make an informed decision. Um, you know, I tell my students all the time, if it's something that you're interested in or if it's something that you're thinking about, come do one of your final year end rotations with me. Uh, see what it's like to practice law. See what it's like to, pra- to be an attorney. See if you like it and reach out and to speak with as many people as you can uh, who have made the switch and who have both of the degrees uh, so you can be fully informed of the decision you make because certainly it is a it's a big career change and it's uh, something that you have to think through very, very carefully. Yeah. And so um, where can people connect with you, Aaron? I don't think we talked about where you are geographically and where can people find you online? I am in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, people can find me online at my firm's website if they'd like at www.bmalawfirm.com. They can call me at 410-539-6633 and I'll be happy to speak with anybody who calls and answer any questions, or you can email me at more, M-O-O-R-E, at bmalawfirm.com. Well, with that, Aaron Moore, thank you. And we will head on into our speed round. I think you Uh know how this works, right? All right, let's do it. All right. What book are you reading right now? I am reading The Wright Brothers by David McCullough. If you had one word to describe healthcare right now in the U.S., what would that word be? complicated. What's your best daily ritual to keep your work on track? I'm thankful that I have a very, very good secretary who keeps me on track. (laughs) Best best class or training you ever took as a student? Oh, as a student. Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Um, You know, I loved my contracts class, believe it or not, with Professor Morris in law school. I thought he was a great, great professor. Taught me a lot. What's your favorite quote? My favorite quote is one from my grandfather. Uh, The life you have is a gift from God. What you make of that life is your gift back to him. And last but not least, the best career advice you ever received. You know, I think I've always followed the belief that no one's going to dictate to me that I can't do something. And so my my rule of thumb is have a vision, follow your dreams, and do what you have to do to make it happen. Aaron Moore, fellow board member on the American Society for Pharmacy Law and pharmacist attorney, thank you for being part of the Pharmacy Podcast. Aaron, thank you so much for having me. Pharmacy Podcast listeners, Thanks for making the Five Roads Out of Retail Pharmacy one of the biggest mini-series yet of the Pharmacy Podcast. I appreciated your tweets, your questions, and overall, thank you for listening. I hope you found it at least somewhat useful. If you want to work with me even more, I'm starting a fall mastermind course online for fellow colleagues in pharmacy to help them find their favorite roads of pharmacy career development. If you're interested, log on to tinyurl.com forward slash rxmastermind. That's tinyurl.com forward slash rxmastermind 
to apply and learn more about the fall mastermind courses that I'm offering. Hope to see you soon. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Pharmacy Podcast Show. Be sure to subscribe to the show and send us a voice message with your ideas and comments from our contact section on the website. Did you know we develop digital health content to assist with business development and marketing efforts? Learn how we can help you drive more patients, physicians, and targeted leads to your website. Contact us today at pharmacypodcast.com.